Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, Johnny boy. It's 2021. Hell it's our- yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. Guys. This is like our first new episode in the new year, which I'm very excited about. Can you believe it's we're going to be coming up on our fourth year of doing the show soon? January, I think 17th was our first episode we released. Yeah, we've done it almost for four years, which is just goes to show yes. how time can really fly by. I mean, even it being the oh new God, year, yeah. we were talking about sitting in quarantine for uh, almost a year. I don't want to I don't want to uh, give it more than it has. But, you know, yeah. I mean, when you're distracted by a lot of other things or hopefully, you know, you're happy, you're healthy, you get to work. Uh, time mm-hmm. can fly by. And that and that for better or for worse is kind of the benefit of the year being so shitty is that hopefully we're we're out of it and on to bigger and better things. Although, you know, we record this a little bit earlier than Sunday and we sort of briefly mentioned Mm -hmm. in another shot that when we recorded on Wednesday, the whole world felt like it was burning down um, as we were recording it, you know, and I I, I have a feeling that in 2021, at least for the first, I'm probably going to say half of the, well, I was going to say half of the year, uh, it might feel like that, but like, you know, yeah. I just I just wanted to say again for the record, like, guys, not everyone feels this way. This isn't everything in the world happening. Like, most people yeah. are really good, rational, normal people who are not storming the Capitol or tweet trolling <laughs> or doing whatever it is. Like, it just it very it bothers yeah. me a lot. When people are like, every 74 million people are this. I'm like, no, not really. Like, a strong 1,000 people are like this. But, you yeah. know, and, and listen, I'm exaggerating the numbers a little bit. I'm just saying, like, there's still yeah, good yeah. people. Do not lose faith in humanity. I am the biggest skeptic there is of everything and everyone. And I feel really <laughs> positive. I, I, I honestly do feel really positive about yeah. how, where the world can go from here, as embarrassing as this might be right now. And so I don't want to get into politics, but I just want to say, like, it's important to focus on other things, too. That's all. Yeah, totally. And by the time this episode comes out, who knows what exactly will have gone down. But, you know, this isn't the first time, by the way, in American history, things like this have gone down. I mean, my God, you know, even this summer in a different way, it was like, you know, a lot of 
similar angst, I guess, is a good, is a good way to put it. But um, you know what? We're still here, Darren. We're able to record. Thank God. So that's right. Civil unrest you know. or no civil unrest, we are still here for the people. That's what I like. That's to right. Say. That's right. Should we get right into the case this week? Yeah. Well, let's also set up Matt though, because Matt is with us sort of today. Um, he's having a little bit of an audio problem with his recording, but Matt will jump in. Matt, it looks like you might have gotten it figured out. Are you with us? And it looks and like he's muted. And no. The best part is, guys, and I, and I have to say this, is that when we have Matt on, because three-way audio is really hard and no one wants a bad listener experience, is that Matt right. tends to turn on his camera when he wants to speak so we kind of know when to throw yeah. to him because we don't want it to be really jutty. That's just not good. And so right now he has his camera turned on and all I saw when John like went to go call him was like a yeah. quarter of his hair and forehead in the frame. <laughs> And then, like, went off camera immediately. So, oh, now he's back. Oh, he's back. Matt, now you're, you're muted, muted if you know that. Yes, I'm here. Oh, there we go. Up and running, and I have audio working. All right. How is your hair situation right now? Because from where I'm sitting, <laughs> it's not great. It's not the best hairstyle you've ever had, Matt. Darren. Listen, we're all working from home, guys. Be 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 fair to Matt, Darren. But this is like a Where's Waldo type of haircut. Like this is something I haven't seen in a while on you, and maybe it's because you're wearing Ooh, glasses. Uh, you know, not to shame anyone for how they look, but I feel like we can Happy shame 2021, Matt. Happy twenty twenty one, Matt. Yeah, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Things don't change here in this year. Things don't no. change. No. Do you have anything to say for yourself, Matt? <laughs> No. Yeah, he's got nothing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. what I thought. Okay. So everything's still All staying right. the same. Shall we get into the case this week, John? Let's get into the case. And we'll throw to Matt. By the way, I love that we're like, Matt is reporting live from the moon, everybody. Matt, how's it right. feel on the moon? You know, it's just so typical us. But Darren, let's Matt get is, into this week's case. As we know, Matt is being is being the mayor of Peekskill and can't be <laughs> bothered right. with this fucking recording. So he loves Peekskill. Yeah, he loves a Peekskill. We will get right into we'll get right into this week's recording. Okay. Let's well, do in it. December of 2010, which obviously was not that long ago, 911 yeah. received a frantic call at 11:30 p.m. from a quiet suburban community in Las Vegas. The call was from Are a there hysterical- things like that? By the way, are there quiet suburban communities of Las Vegas? Okay. I think Las Vegas is the only loud part of Nevada. <laughs> yeah. So, right, right. yeah, maybe, you know. All the right. call was from a hysterical 29-year-old mother of four named Michelle Pate. Uh, and her name, her last name is P-A-E-T. I apologize if it's Payet, which it might be, but Pate just seems more correct to me. So I could turns be wrong, out- and I, I apologize. No, it turns out we're not friends with a lot of the people we talk to talk about on the show, so we don't always get it right. It's the unfortunate thing of being alive. <laughs> right, that's true too. It, right. It's 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 and it's out of bad, jail. But... Right. Yep. Exactly. Well, Michelle's husband, Nathan, who was a sergeant for the Air Force, had just left for his night shift. He had a distinct routine when heading off to work. He would go into the garage, sit down on a workout bench, and put his shoes on. But after he went out into the garage, Michelle heard an explosion of gunshots. She ran towards the door to the garage, and her husband came stumbling into the house. He was covered in blood, and he collapsed by the stairs. Michelle attempted to administer help until police and paramedics arrived. You know, it actually made me wonder, did you... Don't you feel like in school, in, in, in high school maybe, because, you know, little kids probably can't be responsible for this, but maybe even littler kids, they should have some sort of like, 
Here's mm. the basics resuscitation tools to use. You know, if 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 someone like like yes. basic safety and emergency. I always felt like that was really missing. Like we had sex ed, home ec, drivers. I'm thinking like elective courses, but there was never anything for like in case of an emergency. You know, do you lift a person's head up? Do you turn them over? Like a lot of people don't know those things, and they're kind of critical to save someone's life. Absolutely. That's such a a great point, Darren. Take your first drink of 2021 if you can. Damn right. Because, yeah, it's very odd. And if you think about it, I always told told my friends there should have been a class in high school called like um, how to live or like life outside of these walls. And it should include like, you know, basic CPR type stuff. Um, right. Financial health. How to save. And yeah. Hygiene. How to save for your future. We like, never did that. Yes. They never teach practical skills in school. Mm. And to be honest with you, like, not for nothing, but I can't remember the last time I cared about geometry or, like, trigonometry. Just, like, like, there's such a misstep with bettering our citizens and humanity with not doing this stuff. But regardless, I will continue with this case. I just think there's something to be said for it. So parents out there, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear from you if you teach your kids these things outside of school or they take a Mm -hmm. class. I'm just curious. Well, even safety. I mean, if you think about safety, it's like, of course, there are tons of ways to, to learn that through school system. But there's not a, like an obvious class in like personal safety. Honestly, anyway. the only safety thing that I remember legitimately is like a stop, drop yeah. and roll type of thing. Like something that's oh, just ingrained right. in your memory of like what you should do in a fire. But listen, a lot of people yeah. don't know that. Like a lot of, like in new buildings in New York City, yeah. my mom and I were just talking about this. You're not supposed to take the stairs. You're supposed to stay in your apartment with how yeah, these the new buildings yeah. are made. A lot of people don't know that. So they'll go yeah. down the stairs and then they'll die of smoke inhalation. And, and how many we hear about this all the time in New York. It's yeah. fucking tragic. Anyway, it really is. Well, anyway, Nate had been shot when we run for president, right, Darren? (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm not psychopath. Nate has been (laughs) shot multiple times and he was losing Mm. a lot of blood when they rushed him to the hospital. Now, Michelle and Nate were both from Guam and they'd been high school sweethearts, according to Las Vegas Review Journal. When Michelle was 15, her mom became seriously ill and was flown to California for treatment. Her mom died, unfortunately. Michelle helped her big sister Mm. take care of the other siblings. Now, Michelle's sister, Melissa, described her as Miss Popularity to Snapped. A prosecutor said Mm. Michelle was absolutely stunning, beautiful young lady. If you think of an island girl, a beautiful island girl, she fits the profile. Think we're all... No one's ever said that about me, unfortunately, though. You're a a beautiful suburban girl. Suburban girl? You're a good landlocked state girl. You know, like, (laughs) what does a landlocked state look like? John Thrasher. It's Appalachia. Yeah, so you're not far off. Yeah, that's fine. Well, Nate Nate was described, though, as a typical island guy who was outgoing and liked by everyone. He would catch waves with his boogie board after he was done with work. A prosecutor said Nate was absolutely floored by Michelle's beauty, and the two fell in love when they were still teenagers. I imagine there's not a lot of options in Guam, but I could be wrong. Right. That's a good point. Take a drink. Like, what's Tinder in Guam look like? Yeah, there's only so many, you know, people on an island, folks. I mean, especially yeah. Guam. But anyway. Right, right, right. It's not Manhattan as an island. You know, like now That's we're like, true. Okay, that's okay. true. Yeah. Well, even before graduating from high school, Nate proposed to Michelle 
And she oh, said wow. yes. Michelle's brother said she loved Nate with all of her heart. And Nate got a job at a hotel on the island. And Michelle had a baby boy. When Nate was 20, he took a job with the Air Force because he hadn't been making much money at his hotel job. And Michelle followed him to Anchorage, Alaska, where he was stationed. And the two lived there for four years. In 2006, after the birth of another child, Nate and Michelle got married. Remember, because he had only proposed. So they had been engaged before they graduated um, from high school. In 2007, Nate got a promotion and he was signed to the Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas. Now he became a sergeant and Nate was a logistics officer for an F-15 squadron. Wow. So he's, he's moving up in the ranks, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So by 2009, Nate and Michelle had two more children. It sounds like there's four of them. So supporting a family of six wasn't easy on Nate's military paycheck, but he still saved enough to surprise Michelle with a new home. And I can tell you, you know, I know people in the military. My ex was in the military. Some of my family, those military paychecks, they can be great. And there's a lot of benefits to them, but they're, it's just a lifestyle that you have to constantly be thinking about where you're putting your money and so I'm, I can only imagine a family of six living off of, you know, a military paycheck. That has to be hard. And having lived on military bases, you know, Michelle was thrilled about this. It was a single family home, two stories, and about 2,400 square feet, which Darren and I have never seen in New York City, just objectively speaking here. Nate also volunteered in 2009 for an assignment during the Iraq War. Michelle's sister said, quote, he wanted to, you know, make his enlistment be something, you know, for his family and his kids to be proud of end quote and that's such an interesting quote in and of itself it's like yeah he wanted to be the family man and he wanted to you know make a name for himself that his family could be proud of i mean what an admirable thing to do well michelle was upset at the possibility of something happening to nate but she managed caring for the kids and taking care of the household when he was gone nate sent home his extra combat pay and michelle started classes to become a beautician while working part-time in telemarketing Now, Michelle and Nate had been together for 12 years by this point when he was gunned down in his garage. Their family and friends thought they had, quote, the perfect marriage. And describing the pair as a perfect match, Michelle's niece said, quote, they would always compliment each other. Oh, my wife is such a beautiful lady and she's just so caring with my kids. And she would return the favor. Oh, I have the best husband in the world, end quote. Investigators were struggling to figure out if this was the case, then why had Nate been shot? The suburban home wasn't an area that got much traffic, and it seemed unlikely to be a random attack. So, of course, the police set out to conduct interviews to try to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and normally at this point in the case, I mean, it's hard to say, like, who we're going to... who who the Mm -hmm. high suspect would be. It's really hard. I mean, obviously, maybe if the roles were reversed... If it was the woman that had been, you know, killed, maybe they would automatically suspect Nate. I don't know if in the in that same tone, like, if Michelle is going to be the number one target just like a man would be. I actually don't know the yeah. answer to that. Um, I know. It's a weird question to think about, really. It is, but hopefully we'll know more information. Now, two neighbors had been walking mm-hmm. their dog when they heard gunshots, and they saw a figure racing to a black Cadillac CTS. Oh, never a good thing. The car raced its engine and sped off in an extremely high rate of speed. When investigators asked Michelle if she knew anyone who drives a black sedan, she mentioned a friend named Michael Rodriguez. Now, investigators began asking Michelle additional questions and wanted to know if she had any extramarital affairs. Common. Mm. We see this quite often. Mm-hmm. She answered no, but did say she had flirted with some people at her office, including Michael Rodriguez. I'm uh-huh. not sure I would ever say that. I mean, I get like, 
If I didn't yeah, have really. an affair, I'm not sure I'd be like, yeah, I flirted with the grocery store clerk. Right? You know, like, like I mean, what constitutes that? Unless this was sort of this bigger... We're going to find out more about this case. I'm just saying, like, from what yes. we know, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, yeah, I flirted listen. with the, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I had to admit every guy I was flirting with at the grocery store, you know, I'd be in deep trouble. Let's put it that way. Well, right. It'd be a long list of suspects, long baby. List long list suspects. I'd be in jail. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Michael was known as a smooth talking salesman that got attention from the ladies at work. Got attention from mm-hmm. the ladies. From the he ladies. was allegedly a total charmer. He was also apparently very complimentary of Michelle and had offered to pick her up coffee, breakfast, or lunch. Well, bitch, oh you never God. offered to do Pick? any of them. Somet- sometimes if you get a free coffee, you'll offer it to me. Have, have I had right? breakfast from you? Have I had lunch from right. you? Wait. Listen, I'll, I'll change my lifestyle if you're going to pick me up coffee, breakfast, and lunch. Well, I mean, total charmer. Are you are you my DoorDash? I'm loving this. Oh my, I see your Door Daddy. Oh, <laughs> my DoorDash Daddy. Your DoorDash Daddy. <laughs> when Nate was deployed in Iraq, uh, in Iraq, she'd let Michael take her out to lunch or buy her coffee every now and then. Oh, she'd uh-huh. let. Uh you know, she'd let it happen. And that's she'd let that happen, and that's where you get into some trouble, folks. Sweetie, Listen. if you want to buy me lunch, it's not going to happen every now and then. It's happening every day, okay? It's just, listen, but to be for real, because Darren and I love giving relationship advice on the show. If you ever find out that you're, you know, if you're away for a while, you find out that your partner is going to lunch with somebody else, just assume, or at least mentally prepare, that they're enjoying their time with other people more than they're enjoying the time that you're away and it's just the realities of life it's not a judgment it's just like we're human beings we we thrive and crave human interaction and if you know if the stars align that that can't be the case with a partner then you have to expect in some way that they will be looking for it in another avenue anyway that's my advice that's all it's a good point because i do think you know my dad often told me when i was a kid when a lot of these relationships you know i'd be heartbroken from so many relationships and he was like yeah you know love isn't all you need he'd be like john lennon wasn't right love isn't all you need relationships take time to really nurture but you have to make sure that you are putting that time in it's just not a matter of it being available it's like you have to make time and the truth of the matter is when nate was deployed in iraq Obviously, he's busy. He's got things to do. It's not like he can just come home from the end of a work day. So to get attention yeah. from somewhere else, you know, we all crave that. And it obviously boosted her spirits when Nate was deployed. She enjoyed the yeah. attention, but, ha- you know, had forgotten about it by the time her husband came home. Because exactly. I think for her, it wasn't about, oh, I'm cheating on my husband. It was literally about, you know, me, the affection that I need as a human being. There isn't necessarily inherently anything wrong with that as, as a baseline. Yeah. As a baseline. Yeah, no, totally. I completely agree. 
Well, interested in Michael, investigators found out that he'd been in trouble with the law since he was a teenager and had actually oh, done man. time in prison. Considering he drove a black Cadillac CTS, he immediately became a suspect. Police wasted mm. no time in bringing him in for questioning while simultaneously searching his car. Yeah, and Darren, you know, you did just mention John Lennon and the Beatles and, you know, relationship advice. I, you know, I think back to another very successful British group, uh, arguably bigger than the Beatles, who once said, I want no. a man, not a boy no. who thinks he can. Of course, the, those were the words of Melanie Rolling C. Stones. Oh, Melanie C. Yeah, Melanie the Spice C. Girls. So just something to think about for everyone out there. We're but all my- thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, we're all thinking about it. Yeah, but no, it's it's interesting. By the way, did you see on um, your Instagram where I quoted Stephanie Germanata? I don't know if you saw the Instagram comment, but um, I think I did, and I think I hit mute. I mean, um, I think I maybe I hit like, or I can't remember what I. I might have blocked you, but yeah, I did see it. It's fine. Just, just, just a prophetic thing about bricks. I, I know, I wanted to share with you on your Instagram. That is right. Yes. Yes. There you go. Anyway, but Michael had an alibi. Darren, back to this story. I know I'm getting a little off topic. Um, Michael had an alibi. He said he'd gone shopping after work on December 1st and had bumped into a beautiful blonde woman whom he recognized as being a former porn star. I love when okay. men can recognize former porn stars, by the way. Only men can do that. Well, you'd be you'd be surprised, my <laughs> friend. Darren's like, yes. I have my favorites. I have my favorites. Yeah, right. Um, but using his charms, he said he convinced the woman to go on an impromptu date with him. A prosecutor told Snapped they drove over to the airport to watch the planes and have a few drinks. Okay, watch the planes. I don't it, know if that's a date. I don't know. I know. I, I've seen that happen. Like, there's something really? kind of romantic about it. Like, if you're underneath, like, if you're underneath oh, where okay, the plane yes. takes off, there's like this exhilarating rush. Okay. You know? Do you mean like I the jet know. engines blowing your hair straight back? Yeah, that sounds really incredible. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah, right underneath yeah, there. Yeah. Now um, I know, I know I'm taking you for Valentine's Day. I just, yeah, like right behind a big jet turbine. Perfect. Perfect for you. Well, anyway, Michael said that the two then checked into the Sunset Station Hotel around 1030 and had sex, even though the two had only met hours before. Listen, that's not, not a big uncommon. deal. That happens. Yeah, yeah please. We don't, Hello. we're not slut shaming on the show. Um, yeah. Also, he said he had proof of this encounter because he'd recorded it on his phone. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. What a guy. This is where I jump ship. Okay. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. yeah. He showed the video to police and gave them her phone number and she backed it all up. So, okay, listen, I mean, not exactly the alibi you would expect to have, but it is an alibi nonetheless. Plus, the search of Michael's car did not uncover anything incriminating, but the porn star called police back a week after the murder. She said she knew Michael through her friend Jessica Austin, who dated a friend of Michael's named Corey Hawkins. Michael and Corey had met in prison. Okay, Okay. so just to connect all these dots, that's how they met. And Jessica had called the porn star to ask if she would be an alibi for Michael a few days before the murder. Interesting. Absolutely. Michael and Corey were allegedly going to commit an armed robbery of a heroin dealer, and they'd give her $5,000 for helping them. The night of the murder, the actress hung out with Jessica while Michael and Corey committed their robbery. When Michael and Corey got home, they stripped off their clothes and burned them in the fireplace. Michael rehearsed the alibi with the actress. A prosecutor even said, quote, she had no clue what Michael, Corey and Jessica were planning to do to Nathan Payette. And she starts to realize that she's in over her head. 
end quote. So yeah, that's like a weird, I don't know if I'd say framing, but it's definitely put her in a very uncomfortable position. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have a hard time with this because it's like she had no clue what Michael, Corey, and Jessica were planning to do. Yeah. So how can she technically be involved? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but it's also kind of like, I don't know. There's just like, there's so many fishy things that like no one does (laughs) this unless something bad is going to go down. Like secrets aren't meant to like seek, and not every secret, but in general, like a secret like this or like, hey, can you cop for me here and here and here? Like that's because something shitty is happening. Absolutely. Yeah. If everything was out in the open, it's just like, it's. I just find it hard to believe that you had no clue. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. Well, investigators arranged to interview Michelle again. And Nate's cousin drove her to the station. And Michelle reminisced on the way about her relationship with Nathan and all the good times they've had together. Her cousin was driving her to Nathan's funeral directly after the interview. At the station, Michelle told police the two didn't have a perfect marriage like everyone seemed to believe. Here's where it unfolds. An attorney mm-hmm. for Michelle said he never cheated on Michelle. He didn't abuse her, but he also didn't pay attention to her. He didn't say, Michelle, you look great today. And let me just say, and this mm. is for everyone out there, and you know that I'm very interested in just like the psychology behind relationships. Like, there yes. is a lot more to intimacy than sex. Like, Absolutely. time matters, touch matters, compliments matter. Like, And there is something about being inwardly depressed. You know what I mean? And there is something about like being sort of this this non-visible abuse that can happen in a relationship that I think people fail to miss or fail to realize. Um, I agree. Just just because he doesn't hit you doesn't mean he's not abusing you. Oh, that's a very good way to put that. But... You know, one, you know, what you were just saying, I think one of the best things any couple can do, if you're listening to this and you're having some issues with your relationship, go do a uh, love language test together and learn what it is that you both need in your relationships and then appeal to that. Because the older I get, the more I realize that knowing how someone perceives love and how that enters their mind and translates to love is very, very different for every single person. And it might not be exactly how you feel love. So go experience that together and see what happens. Because a lot of times people are compatible, but they're sort of not communicating their love the right way. So it feels incompatible. Anyway, I just got really like deep about this, but I think Darren and I have been it's very true. vocal about this being Savage Love cast, like, like little brother, basically. Yeah, exactly. With uh, the hint of crime. <laughs> well, she admitted, crime. she admitted she had a fling with Michael Rodriguez. And Michelle's attorney said, quote, there wasn't a fan. And this is why when I was like, why would you mention that you flirted with someone? Like, clearly yeah. there has to be something going on because for you to randomly mention that you're flirting with someone, it's just it's like, like, you're giving innocuous details that wouldn't make sense to the story unless you know something that we right. don't, essentially. So <laughs> right. That's a great point, yeah. Michelle's Take attorney said, quote, there wasn't a fantastical romance between Michelle Payet and Michael Rodriguez. It wasn't that at all. It was like a short tryst in the backseat of Michael's car, and that's it. But mm. Michelle had also no idea that Michael was an ex-con. A prosecutor said, oh. quote, I think that on the surface a woman could see maybe how somebody like Michelle Payet could be initially drawn to Michael Rodriguez. I mean, it's age-old women are attracted to the bad boy, and Michael Rodriguez <laughs> was certainly that. I don't know anything about straight lifestyle. 
Yeah. He was also a charmer, though, and that and that definitely adds to it. And also, she wasn't getting attention from Nate, who was deployed in Iraq. So there's right. all these factors coming in here. Now, according right. to Michelle, Michael had taken a curious interest in her husband's military benefits, telling her she'd make a lot of uh-huh. money if he died. She allegedly uh-huh. had no idea that Michael was being serious, and she had never met Corey Hawkins or Jessica Austin. Police thanked her for coming to talk and told her that she was free to go. But when Michelle went back outside, she had a total meltdown and began making suicidal threats to Nate's mm. cousin. Michelle actually had to be taken to a psychiatric hospital after this. So Yeah, that's not looking great. Not looking um, great. Not looking great. By the way, let's check in with Matt. I don't know if Matt's available, but uh, Matt, who is, of course, reporting on location from the far side of the from moon. From Peekskill. From Peekskill, uh, he's currently maybe giving a guided tour through, like, Main Street. Matt, any thoughts or con- contributions you want to add as we sort of round out some of the biggest details of this show? I might have put him on the spot, but let's see what he says. I don't have too many thoughts. You guys are doing a great job. The only thing that I would add that I forgot to put in there is that um, when Nate got shot, you know, his kids were, were in the house. So, like, they, they like, watched him, you know, dying, which is crazy <sighs> to me. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Actually, I kind of, I was just so focused on the relationship. We didn't even think about the kids. That's a tragic detail. I mean, that's the worst part about this entire thing. I mean, anytime you have kids involved, it's just, it's heartbreaking. For sure. Well, Michael, Corey, and Jessica were arrested, and Michelle was also arrested after she got out of the hospital. Talking about Michelle, a prosecutor said she knew exactly what she was doing the minute she met Michael Rodriguez. The prosecutor also said, quote, she is the person who told Michael Rodriguez that she had close to $650,000 in life insurance policies for her husband. But like, quote. why? Why is that like a normal conversation to have? Like, how could you possibly not know anything was going to happen? Like, why are you talking about life insurance policies, period? And why are you talking about it with this guy? Like... It's just, just a gross, this. like, it's just, I can't stand when these things happen. Like, and then you're going to claim, yeah. like, I had no idea. It just seems crazy to me. <laughs> I think about this all the time, like, even when we're not recording the show, because obviously it's a running joke now that, you know, life insurance policies, you know, make sure it's all paid up, etc. And to me, I when I really dig down deep, it I always land on these people must just not have a respect for human life the way most normal people or do. Too trustworthy of other people. That's, you know, like that's a good I, one too. Yeah. If you had told me something in passing, if we were like talking and some, you said something about life insurance, like I'm not the type of person to be like, hey, you can really get a lot from that. But like, some people right. are like that, and you shouldn't yes, be exactly. talking to them about that. You know. It's yes. just too trusting, and by the way, I, I guess. I did forget to tell you, I did um, take out a quick little $300,000 life insurance policy on you. Nothing to worry about. Just wanted to let you know. Michael, who is the one who had pulled the trigger, went on trial first. A prosecutor said, quote, if you want one word to describe Michael Rodriguez, it is quite frankly, he's a scoundrel, end quote. Okay, Listen, scoundrel is Matt. a great world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Prosecutors also uh, claimed Michelle had hooked him into her plan to kill her husband through sex. Quote, they would leave the office together. She would perform oral sex on him in the parking lots, a prosecutor said. Michael confessed to the murder and told investigators that Michelle had offered him $150,000 to kill her husband. The two had planned the murder also, for months. Also, can we just like, can we just like, wait, like, so like her murder was like, they, they, like, 
they would she would just like perform oral sex on him in parking lot. Like I'm just like confused as to how yeah, this th- was the plan. Well, yeah, I think that maybe like that was sort of the like hook in a sense. Like you know, I'm gonna pretend or whatever perform this service to make you feel like you're close to me and like we can do this together who really knows i mean my god god only knows what goes through people's heads like that but it sounds like sex was a huge part of sort of looping both of them into this whole scenario but i guess talk getting a guy when he's most vulnerable it's gotta be oral <laughs> right? sex in a parking lot that's all well, i'm saying Listen, some guys are just like that. Um, The two had planned the murder for months. They were originally going to kidnap Nathan. Prosecutor said, quote, they would take him out to the desert, kill him, and then they would leave his body to rot, end quote, which is just a horrible description. Investigators uncovered text messages between Michelle and Michael, including one that was sent to Michael minutes before the murder, telling him that her husband was running late but would be leaving for work momentarily. Well, that's obviously not going to work out well in a court of law. She ended that text message, by the way, with an LOL. Oh, great. Oh, Oh, yes. By the way, I have, you know, I'm about to go. I'm going to go perform oral sex on my husband and kill him in the parking lot. LOL. 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 Yeah, LOL. Oh, my God. People are storming the Capitol on Wednesday. LOL. LOL. (laughs) LOL. By the way, what about people that do that? Let's be honest. Like, ending horrible tragedies with, like, an LOL. I know people that do that. I'm like, I can only leave this with just saying an LOL. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, when Nate went out to the garage, he was greeted by Michael and Corey, who were planning to abduct him. But as Michelle's brother said, quote, Nate is not somebody that, you know, gives up easy. He wasn't going to go down without a fight, end quote. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking war vet. Yeah. Like, he's being deployed to Iraq, people. Like, come right. on. Well, sadly, Nate was shot five times. Michael was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal. As Michelle was going to trial, her attorney struck a deal. She agreed to plead guilty if the death penalty was withdrawn. At Mm -hmm. court, Michelle said, quote, I made a huge mistake and a really bad choice, and I'm truly sorry, end quote. That's like the least that you could say, though. That's like like the the minimum. minimum. Yeah, that's bare minimum of what you do. Right, right. Yeah, what about the fact that your kids don't have their father anymore? No no mention of that? Okay, cool. Yes, LOL. Right. Um, ROTFL would have been the proper response (laughs) to that, but that's fine. Right. What if she was like, and I'm truly sorry, LOL. Um, Even though she pled guilty, some in her family believe she's innocent. Her sister said, quote, she was talking to Michael Rodriguez. That doesn't make her a killer, end quote. That's true, but that's that's not the only part of a statement. Yeah, they should a lot more than talking. If it was just talking or flirting, then it wouldn't be that. But... And it's not a one per, it, you know, this murder in particular was not a one person strategy. Let's put it that way. Well, Michelle yeah. was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Corey Hawkins was also sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Jessica Austin pled guilty to felony conspiracy to commit murder. And then relatives in Guam are actually raising Michelle's children. Remember, this all went down in 2010. So not that long ago, they may still be children. I don't know if we got the ages on them. But, you know, what a tragic story. We never really get around to kind of the psychology about the children part of it. But, you know, imagine imagine growing up knowing that your mother killed your father. I mean, that's or was part of, you know, killing your father. It's a tough, tough way to live. 
Yeah, you know, I had, I don't want to name names because I don't want it to get too specific, but I did have someone who I dated in my life whose stepmother's mm-hmm. parents, uh, her father had killed her mother. And oh, dear. Buried her. So it was like his step-grandparents. Ugh. Um, Ugh. This was a long, long time ago. How did we not know this about you, Darren? This is fascinating. Well, it's not my family. And like, no, I don't, I get I'm it, not, yeah. you know, and, and and it's just one of those things. But I often think about it sometimes of just like the psychology behind that. And yeah, just, yeah. I, you know, and, and then for your mother to kind of just say it, the, or any parent, you know, at the end of the day, just be like, I'm sorry, I made yeah. a huge mistake. It's like, yeah, but. It doesn't, it's it's more than that. And I don't know if you can ever it's come back from that. that. I, it just, mm-hmm. I always just think about the, the damage that people can cause other people inadvertently. Like, I'm not sure she was thinking Absolutely. about kids. I don't think that she was saying, like, I'm going to do this to fuck my kids up forever. It's just, so many choices are a cascade and domino effect to other people. I was just going to say that. And people don't fucking realize that. Absolutely. I was just going to say that the butterfly effect of that decision. I mean, even beyond the family, beyond the friends, the the community. Now, even if you know, you know, if you think about it, even the listeners of the show and the story we just told, it's like, you know, these things have so much of a bigger kind of reaction than I think we realize. Well, let us know what you guys thought about today's show. Follow us Please. on social media. Jay Thrasher, Carpe Darren, Matt the Bartender. You're going to want to be following us because we're going to have some fun things coming up in the pipeline in 2021. Um, Hell Darren, let's, yes. get, let's go to listener shout outs and end on a more friendly note, I think. Why don't you do the first one? Chinita on Twitter says, quote, downloaded Peacock TV a while ago. Wasn't until at Jay Thrasher and at Carpe Darren announced the OG at Unsolved was streaming. I stopped listening and made an account. Boom. <laughs> That's right, Chinita. It was on. And it is, is it is amazing to watch. And, like, honestly, the new ones on Netflix were great. But, like, the OGs is what we want. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't love that she stopped listening and made an account because you can listen still and make an account, Shanita. So well, she to stopped think about. for a second and then probably hit the playback <laughs> after she made oh, her account. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a concentration to make an account. That's I'm not true. holding anything against Shanita. All right, I'm just saying. You know, hopefully she hit play and subscribed and followed us on social media. Jay Thrasher, Carpe Darum, Matt the Bartender. Okay. Uh, Ruby on Facebook says, quote, took me three months, but I finally did it. Listen to all episodes and another shots. Hashtag dedicator. Hashtag peeping and prowling. Hashtag Dan, your wife is here. Hash. Oh, here we go. No. Hashtag I can't... secretly love Matt. Oh, Ruby, you were doing so well until that Ruby, last we liked hashtag. you up until that last one. Yeah, we what loved happened? you. What happened? Um, Matt still, still has can't... fans. I can't believe it. <laughs> I thought they would all like, you know, stay in 2020. No, they're they're here with us again. We love hearing that people listen to our binge our whole catalog of episodes. I mean, it's really hard for me to like realize that, I think. Yeah, for me some neither. Reason, but it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, Darren, what a great show. Yeah, we really appreciate all of you. Let yes. us know what you think of this case. It's it's a nasty one, but let us know what you think, especially parents. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. And, of course, we will yeah, be back sure. next week with a full another shot and a full episode of Martinis and Murder. And uh, enjoy your weekend, We'll everybody. see you then. That's right. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.